Welcome, baseball fans, to another episode of the Juco Wire podcast, sponsored by Knitting Professionals. I'm your host, Tad Slowick, and my guest today is Andy Soroka, a PBR team member in operations for PBR Illinois and PBR Wisconsin. And I may say that he is a great writer, you know, for PBR. The fans really enjoy all the great content you put out for our reading pleasure. So welcome, Andy. I yeah, appreciate it, Tad. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Oh no, it's great to have you and, and talk about uh, these JUCO players today from Illinois, uh, which is uh, the state that you're very heavily involved with. And um, tell us a little bit about your background here at PBR and and some other things about you. Yeah, so this is uh, I just finished up. I think my fifth summer here at Prep Baseball Reports. I'm primarily covering. Illinois and Wisconsin, um, those are those are my backyards here. I grew up in Illinois, uh, live in Wisconsin now, so those are the territories that um, I'm kind of overseeing. And uh, at PBR itself, like managing like the content streams in both states, um, like writing primarily um, on you know in person scouting that sort of thing. Like eval is something that uh, I've kind of gotten better at over the years, but that brings me to today where um, you know I'm just kind of. Ready to talk about some of the guys that have been watching since they were since they were freshmen in high school, really. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's great to have that background and knowledge of these guys. And, you know, also I appreciate all the stuff you're, you're doing for our JUCO Wire this year, uh, this fall. And uh, you put out some great content already for us. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to keeping on working with you. So, you know, today we're going to talk about uh, the Illinois players, uh junior college players, you know, we've ranked them. Uh, you could go to prepbaseballreport.com to see the rankings on these players. And, um, you know, just a little bit in general, uh, you know, we at, here at PBR, we got such a advanced and, and vast uh, scouting department that covers the whole country. And, uh, you know, during the fall, you know, it's a big, big time for junior college. And, you know, one event we do have uh, early in September is the PBR Puma Classic, which is basically the largest uh, JUCO fall showcase. I mean, we got teams uh, from all over the Midwest and, uh, you know, a lot of top ranked teams. And this is where we get an opportunity, especially to see some of these Illinois kids and, uh, you know, get them, see them playing a the game. And, uh, you know, that PBR Puma Classic is just a uh, a great event and has been uh, very valuable for us to identify these players in Illinois. Another um, tool that we use and I think has been very successful here at uh, PBR is our scout days, our fall scout days. And, uh, you know, I think these scout days are invaluable. If uh, you haven't had your team uh, experience one, I think that it's a, it's a great thing for your team. From a coaching standpoint, uh, not only does it help evaluate the players that you have, but, you know, from a development standpoint, see how much they improve from year to year and, you know, see if they're getting better just from the fall to spring. Because we know, especially at the JUCO level, you know, here's a, a great place for players to develop and flourish under some of these great coaches and, uh, you know, great programs that we have here in Illinois. So, Andy, why don't you explain a little bit about how Scout Days are run and, you know, some of the values that are involved with uh, Scout Day? Yeah, so um, we've been running Junior College Scout Days. I think this is probably the third fall that we've been running them. Um, 
I think it all started like it, it comes on the back end of our you know really busy summer slate, uh, primarily covering and hosting these like showcases for high school players exclusively. Um, but there'd just been this increasing like kind of demand for more junior college attention, um, even hosting like these like showcase type environments because uh, just like there's just this greater uh, magnifying glass on junior college baseball. It seems like um, growing, especially these past like three, four, five years. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, so since then, we've just been putting on these you know, pretty standard showcases while also integrating like the technology that we have at our disposal, like um, TrackMan, you know, we're measuring both batted ball and pitch data, um, blast motion, measuring bat speed, hand speed, um, that sort of thing. Like it gets pretty in depth there. And we also this past fall introduced um, our Swift like uh, lasers, I guess you could call them. They, they are kind of replacing like the traditional like 60 yard dash while also adding a few more measurements. Like I think the 10 yard split is actually becoming a little bit more interesting to um, college evaluators and recruiters and even pro guys. So um, having a few more like data points to refer to um, at these scout days, I think have, have made them even more um, important in the eyes of, you know, the four years that are maybe looking at guys to pull from the junior college ranks, uh, you know, one day soon. Yeah. And I mean, I think they hit the nail on the head. There is uh, all these four year schools are now using a lot of analytics themselves and uh, in the recruiting process. And so, I mean, we are the deliverable people on that one. I mean, you know, we got as much uh, scouting data as anybody. And, uh, you know, I think that they're looking at things like this. And like I said, it's just going to help the players who do go to junior college for an opportunity to play at a four-year school. And, uh, you know, I just think it's just a, a great tool for, you know, teams and coaches to have just, to, you know, be able to identify players with uh, uh, certain skills and analytics. Yeah, for sure. And this fall, we hosted, I believe, seven total scout days with nine Illinois junior colleges represented. Um, and to be honest, we probably have room on the calendar for more. I think this year was kind of just like see what we can withstand as like our own staff, like bandwidth. Um, so like I, I think we can call this fall a pretty big success for us. And I, uh, it would be worth our time and hopefully worth the uh, junior college's time to add even more of these dates, you know, in 2023 and beyond. So that's the goal. Um, I think this year went well, so hopefully we can, hopefully we can reach it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the, this is definitely a, a continued growth in the, in the scout day process. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of other teams are going to be uh, wanting to get more heavily involved with this because it is, like I said, such a great tool for not only uh, scouting, but for development also. And then it, you know, it fits in, in the, in the junior college budget, you know, they don't have the same budget as, uh, you know, these D one programs. And, you know, I just think this gives them an opportunity to, you know, showcase their kids and, and get the analytics for them uh, and help them get onto a four year school. And, Basically, let's uh, let's start talking about some of these teams here in Illinois. And Illinois is a huge uh, junior college state. Uh, you know, we got uh, many great junior college programs at the D1 level. We got, you know, Wabash Valley, uh, John Logan. Uh, there's Swick. There's uh, 
you know, uh, South Suburban, Triton up uh, in the Chicago area. You know, just a, a lot of good baseball uh, being played by a, a lot of good programs. And, uh, you know, you'll you'll see when we go over the list of players that, you know, that is definitely the case. How about you, Andy? You know, any uh, anybody uh, team at the higher levels kind of stick out for you this year? Or yeah, you, you know, know it's, I think it's you could probably speak to this a little better than I could, just uh, with some of the history you have covering junior college scene. But it feels like it's kind of weird to have a team like Heartland return as many players as they are, like in absolutely in college setting. So I mean, they're kind of an obvious choice, but uh, just the amount of like familiar names you see there like having already been to the juco world series like i don't know it seems like they got a ton going for them right oh there's no doubt about that they're they're one of the best uh, junior college programs in the country no matter what level i mean uh, they got some talent this year and you know i think they're poised to get back to the world series and hopefully they can win it this year i think uh parkland has definitely reloaded a little bit, and uh, you know they're going to have a good club. Uh, Lincoln Land is always a power, and you know just D two baseball in, in Illinois JUCO is just very strong. You know you got Kankakee. Kankakee's a little young this year, but you know Todd Post down there always uh, puts a great great team together, and it'll be super competitive. And then McHenry, which is their last year at the Division two level, they'll be a Division one program next year. So, uh, you know, Jared Wachter over there is, uh, you know, a good coach and runs a good program. And then you, you slip in your, your Northern state there, you, you slip Madison in that region. Yeah. And, you know, that's um, some pretty powerful baseball at the division two level. So, I mean, it's real strong. Madison will be strong again, too. Yeah, Coach Davenport's the man. He does a really good job up there. He's got an awesome reputation here. You know, I'm living in Wisconsin now. So, just witnessing that, like over the course, uh, like since I've been here anyway, just his influence uh, over the area um, kind of makes me wish that he was in charge of like, I don't know, maybe a D1 pro, like <laughs> Wisconsin, a D1 program. If, if we could offer another one beyond UW-Milwaukee, that'd be sweet. Um, he seems like the, the type of guy that would uh, really take over a role like that, like seamlessly, but it is what it is, I guess. But either way, um, I also have to shout out Jared Wacker as well. He's my former uh, coach when I was yeah. a travel ball kid way back in the day. But um, so McHenry County, they do a really good job there too. So yeah, there's a lot going on just in this Northwest uh, suburbs of Illinois plus Wisconsin. Like this is a sneaky, strong territory as far as I can tell. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot of strength here all throughout Illinois and obviously into Wisconsin a little bit too. Um, let's start talking about some of these players here uh, that we have ranked. Um, you know, I think that, uh, it's a very strong list. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Rosenbaum and I talked about last year, how strong, you know, the nation was uh, junior college wise. And I, I don't think it's any different this year. And Illinois is just as strong as ever with, uh, the quality of players they have, you know, at top, we have, uh, Sam Antonacci, uh, who's last year one of the top Juco players, you know, and you had spoken earlier, Andy, about how he returned to Heartland as well as, uh, you know, uh, Hartle and Atkinson there, and, you know, they've added some pitching, so they'll be pretty good. But Antonacci's a strong athletic shortstop, a kid who could stay at shortstop. You know, some people may see him as a third baseman, but, you know, his bat in the lineup is key. You know, he always produces. He's a player. He's a gamer, and 
just uh, he's the top guy on our list. Then going down, uh, we got uh, Ben Higdon uh, from Logan. Uh, you know, he's a transfer from Memphis. Uh, he really put on a show at uh, the Puma this year, uh, you know, being shown a strong bat, you know, just power to all fields, hit opposite field home run with ease and just swings it easy. The ball jumps off his bat real good. And, you know, he's a quality outfielder too. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a guy that uh, is going to make some noise this year. Um, Vitas Valencius uh, was a, uh, a kid out of high school was one of the top uh, high school players in the country. Uh, you know, he's got a big bat. He's a corner infield guy, third base, first base. Uh, he was uh, dinged up a little bit this fall. He's at John Logan. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, is going to, um, you know, make some noise this year come springtime. He'll, he'll be healthy in the spring and, you know, seeing his bat would be real good. Uh just uh, FYI, too, you know, I kind of glossed over it. But, you know, Antonacci uh, is going to uh, Coastal Carolina. Ben Higdon's going to Kentucky. And Vitas Valencius is going to Illinois. And uh, why don't you take this next one, Andy? Uh, ben Hartle, you know him pretty well. Yeah, I mean, something that stood out to me when we started to take a look, a closer look at um, just the, the amount of town here in the JUCO scene in Illinois uh, is the amount of catchers there are. There's just a ton of next level catchers here. And uh, just in my opinion, I think uh, you and I have a similar opinion here is just how much we like Ben Hartle at Heartland. Um, he's always just been this hyper athletic catcher, really knows how to call a game. He's the, the, an excellent receiver. Um, and the bat has, has really come along um, since his high school days. I, he, he had an excellent sophomore year, or he had an excellent, yeah, sophomore year, right? This past, this past year at um heartland uh he hit the ground running there i think he hit 435 or something like that a ton of extra bases yeah, some ridiculous numbers yeah like ridiculous is just how fast he hit the ground running at at heartland offensively anyway just because huge fan of him defensively uh he was on like team illinois at the pbr future games back in 2020 i think 2020 um so his transition into Juco ball and now headed, he's also headed to Kansas um, following his stay at Heartland. Um, just a huge fan of his uh, and a different type of player, I guess you could say um, Daniel Contreras, who is now at Wabash. Um, he's always been someone who had the reputation of just like bat to ball guy, just comp, simple, strong, compact, right-handed hitter. Um, who could catch, who he could stay behind the plate. And I think he's continued to just make that um, even make his case to stick at catcher even stronger, which has just uh, helped his pro uh, profile overall improve. And because he's continued to hit, I think he hit um, as a freshman at, at Iowa Western last year, I think he had like 380 or something. Um, yeah. Leave it bats. And I think he was, if not their everyday guy, he was basically in the lineup every day. Uh, if he wasn't catching every day. So um, those are a couple guys to me that just stick out here. Daniel Contreras committed to Illinois State as well. Um, as far as uncommitted guy, guys go, at Parkland, um, Tyler Heron uh, is a excellent uh, – he might be the best defender on this list as far as catchers go, even factoring in Hartle and Contreras. Um, you know, he's got a cannon behind the plate. I think he like led all – in between all of our scout day events, he had the biggest arm 
Uh, and it was on the bag every time too. He was, he was really special behind the plate. Um, we'll have to see what he looks like offensively this spring for Parkland, but uh, these types of catchers anyway, defensively don't really come along too often. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the list is definitely loaded with catchers. Uh, you got uh, Emmanuel Scott from Swick, uh, Alex Brody from Morton, Noah Juris from Triton, Carson Kennedy from John Logan, Grant Pullman from uh, Lincoln Land, you know, Mason Schwalbeck, who is a top hitter and he catches also, and he was dinged up a little this fall, but, you know, he's a guy who's going to be a big force. And Charlie Mariska also at Parkland, uh, another good quality catcher. So you're you're absolutely correct. You know, uh, Illinois is pretty loaded with uh, great catching. Um, you know, going back to the top of the list, uh, you know, another Heartland guy, Bobby Atkinson, and he's like the professional hitter. You know, I don't want to compare him to uh, – Schwarber, but, you know, Schwarber is a big leaguer now, but, you know, Bobby Atkinson's like the professional hitter. I mean, he really could swing the bat. I've never been disappointed. I've seen those guys lots of games and never been disappointed. He's always swung the bat well, makes hard contact and can, you know, got some big time power. So, you know, we're seeing big things out of him. Uh, he's going to Coastal Carolina also. Um, other interesting guys on this list, uh, you know, we got Nick Jim Marusti down at number 12 from John Logan uh, outfield. That Logan outfield should be pretty good. They got also Trey Hondras uh, out there, too, in the outfield. So they're going to have three quality outfielders that are high on our list here. Uh, but Jim Roosty's, uh, you know, a 6-260 guy, and he can really run and knows how to play the game. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see his development offensively. You know, obviously he's a threat on the bases to steal and, just, uh, you know, just an exciting player to watch because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's able to use that speed both on offense and defense. And um, going to down the list, too, Alex Brody, you know, at Morton, he's more offensive guy, you know, but his uh, catching skills have improved. Uh, you know, he had some big numbers last year. He's got power. He's a big, strong, athletic kid, 6'3", and uh, just could swing it, so... That's uh, pretty good. You know, another guy I like is, uh, speaking of you know, your guys from McHenry County, is that, that Alex Janke kid. Uh, he's a strong, solid center fielder from McHenry, and, uh, you know, he could swing the bat, and, uh, you know, he's uh, can run him down pretty good. You know, he's about a 6'4", 60 guy, and, you know, yeah, he's going to make, uh, you know, somebody at the next level happy, too. Yeah, sure. So... That's uh, pretty much, uh, like I said, you can get this complete list at uh, prepbaseballreport.com and look at all these players that we have listed here. Let's get, get into the pitchers a little bit. And first one was kind of a no-brainer. The top of the list is Isaiah Jackson, a guy who's really come on this year, again, from Heartland. Uh, you know, he's committed to Missouri. You know, at Puma, he made a big splash up to 98. I guess he really had a good summer, too. Uh getting back from an injury and, um, you know, had a real good summer and is really coming into his own. I mean, he threw a changeup in that uh, Puma Classic that was just dirty. I mean, it was a plus pitch. And, you know, if he get that over along with a breaking ball, I mean, he's going to be uh, deadly at the next level. You know, he's got a high ceiling and just a good quality uh, guy. Uh, next guy on the list is Luis Philippe Langeman, uh from Wabash Valley. Uh, he's going to Louisiana Lafayette 
And, uh, you know, here's a big, strong kid with great stuff up to 94, a good power slider and uh, good feel for changeup, you know, throw strikes, pounds his own, and uh, just, uh, you know, a horse. You know, he's going to be a big, big-time guy for Wabash this year and, you know, log a lot of innings and, you know, I think do a great job for them. And uh, the third guy on the list is me, Johnson. Do you know him a little bit uh, here, Andy? And why don't you talk about him? Yeah, uh, Mattoon Prep uh, out of high school. Um, he was like kind of a pick-to-click type of type of arm um, back in his, I want to say his like junior year, um, where he was this prototypical, you know, 6'2 right-hander, like lean, like looked like he could put on a ton of good strength and uh, just kind of transition in an offseason. And honestly, it happened probably even quicker than you can expect because I think he went from, you know, being a mid eighties guy um, three, four months later, he was, you know, sitting 89, 90 with the same type of like pitch metrics. You know, he's got a, a carry fastball really like explodes through the zone. He's got one of the better breaking balls, I think on this entire list, it's like a really sharp slider and he throws a, a different kind of breaking, uh, breaking ball too. He's got a slider and curveball that he can throw both. Um, he was throwing strikes. he, Fished a lot as a as a freshman at Heartland. Um, kind of goes to show his like competitiveness, just kind of hitting the ground running there. Um, and change up to fourth pitch. Uh, he's he's kind of a complete type of arm for me. I, I really like him as a as a starter that can continue to start at a four year down the road and and be someone that you can really depend on as well to to win a big game for you. So he's a he's got a huge fan of me. Yeah, there's more in the tank there, too. I think he touched 95 at some time, and, uh, you know, it just got that arm strength in there, too, to go along with his uh, ability to develop his pitches and, and pitch ability. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I should have reiterated that, is that he climbed the, the scale again. So it, uh, this past fall at our Heartland Scout Day, he was uh, up to 95.5. So, I mean, 96, I think, if you want to round up. which We got to give him 96. <laughs> uh, so yeah. sitting, sitting around 93. With again, really um, complimentary spin and uh, an even like tighter slider and curveball mix um, that he's just showing more and more confidence and feel for. So, yeah, he's right. uh, he's a huge arrow up guy. Yeah, and uh, you know what we're we've talked about already here is you know the development of the players already, and uh, you know I think that's one thing that junior college does a great job of and offers the opportunity to develop players and. The next guy on the list, Mitch Dye uh, from Lincoln Land, right-handed pitcher, big, strong guy, you know, 90 to 94 and uh, good breaking ball. And, uh, you know, he's a horse. And, you know, from what people had told me, he, he was like the number three pitcher in high school at Sacred Heart. You know, they had some good quality pitchers there. And he was like a number three guy. And this guy is just, you know, kind of come out of nowhere and uh, not come out of nowhere, but it has developed into a pretty good, quality high level pitcher in a, in a short period of time. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be happy. And I think that's one thing that Lincoln land was a little bit short on last year, uh, pitching wise, they had a good lineup and, you know, I think with some of the pitching they've added this year, I think they're going to be poised to, you know, try to take down Heartland or Parkland and those other good quality teams, um, there also, but, uh, next guy's Matt Tyre. Why don't you talk about him, Andy? Yeah, Matt Tarr, John A. He is a true freshman of John A. Um, familiar with him just because uh, I, I remember him from you know his early you know underclass years at high school. He's a, from West Aurora, Illinois. 
um, where he was more of like a catcher, third base kind of prospect. He actually looked somewhat like similar. He's, he's listed at 6'1", 200, but he's always been this really strong, super strong, compact framed guy um really athletic too like twitch so i mean he looked for a long time like one of the better position players in illinois in the class um he could catch too the arm strength he's got massive arm strength and uh he just slowly started to transition onto the mound and it's just it looked better and better and better throughout his his prep years um and his senior year like his at the end of his junior year like it looked real on the mound and then he came out uh, of the winter so it would have been this yeah this past january he came out and looked excellent um you know just pumping easy low 90s with some of the best spin you can find in the state um in terms of his breaking ball coming out of a lower slot too it kind of plays off each other um and he looked like the same guy at john a um which is to say really good. <laughs> he was up to now. Yeah, very uh, good. John A. Scout day. Um, yeah. And with three pitches, you know, that same kind of uh, sweeping sharp uh, slider that he'd shown us in the past with a power change up. Um, just a lot to like there. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, easy. you get these guys too that convert from catcher. And sometimes you get the guys who think they're still catching back there and have that real short arm kind of catchers type throw, but this guy's loose and easy. And, yeah. you know, like you said, he really transitioned well to the mound and, uh, you know, he's going to be an interesting guy. There's a few other guys from around the country that I've seen make that transition too, who are going to be interesting characters, uh, come, uh, this spring and looking at them but uh yeah matt tar 100 so next guy on the list is alex pipes from parkland strong kid you know 9093 uh you got any familiarity with uh pipes or just uh, uh pipes, you... i mean he's not in illinois prep but i mean he's got um huge uh upside as like a high leverage reliever type of arm um mm-hmm spins uh like we're talking about matthew tar's breaking ball it's in the same tier as tar's breaking ball i mean you might even prefer a, a pipes breaking ball uh, they, they, just a hard slider um an efforty like fastball but i mean that's that's kind of his game like i think yeah he's, aggressive kid yeah, yeah he's just an aggressive kid who can really uh throw <laughs> throw right. by some dudes like the fastball alone is probably a swing and miss type of pitch um if he can locate it which i think was a problem for him last year as a freshman but i mean that's that's kind of how it goes sometimes with these guys you know the, the development path is not always uh, a linear one so i mean we'll see how he looks this spring for parkland but um i mean in terms of raw, raw arm talent i mean there aren't too many better guys on this list than pipes right well next guy is hunter small from Olney, uh, who really was impressive at uh, the the Puma Showcase. Uh, You know, really good stuff, Uh, you know, up to 92, 93, you know, good life on his fastball, a little sink in there, a little heaviness, and, uh, you know, got a good slider and, uh, you know, just knows how to pitch. You know, he pounds his own with all three pitches and really has got a good feel for what he's doing. Uh, You know, he's committed to Western Kentucky. And, uh, you know, they also got another guy on from only central down at the, a little lower on the list, uh, Zach Duane is a six ten, uh, right-handed pitcher from only also is going to Western Kentucky. And, you know, he's a guy with a, as Duane is a guy with a real high ceiling. You know, I really like him, you know, for such a big guy, he could get his delivery together and, 
you know, I think he's got nothing but upside ahead of him. And, uh, you know, I think Western Kentucky got a couple of pretty good guys. Uh, Rob Fernier uh, down from Wabash Valley. And then obviously the head coach there now is Mark Rard and uh, from uh, Iowa Western, you know, so two Juco guys uh, picking off some real quality uh, pitchers here in Illinois. So uh, good stuff there. Um, uh, next guy, Agnel Miranda, you know, another guy just like Langevin, just a big, strong kid, physical kid, you know, up to 94, good breaking ball, good feel for pitching, good change, um, you know, can throw strikes, repeats his delivery real well. And, you know, I think Wabash with Langevin and, and, uh, Miranda, and then obviously, you know, Frost, the lefty is going to. They're going to have some pretty good pitching this year, so uh, they're going to be a, a definite force. Um, looking down on the list, uh, uh, why don't you talk about uh, Dylan Petrie from McHenry County? Yeah, the, Dylan Petrie was kind of a favorite of mine back in back in high school um, from the area, McHenry County area, actually. So I uh, went to college not too far away from home, uh, from Hampshire, I believe, which kind of continues to churn out. Um, some interesting players like over the past few years, especially, but, um, with Petrie, uh, he was always interesting to me because the pitch ability with him came first and it came really early. Like that was something that was, uh, really obvious that he just knew how to pitch, um, had three pitch feel, um, but the velo wasn't there, but it was a really clean and easy, loose arm. And, you know, it checked all those boxes and like threw a ton of strikes, was super effective, was, you know, for the the travel, he played for a competitive travel ball team. And it seemed like he was always their guy, like when they were pitching in a, in a playoff game or something, they were kind of waiting around hoping that, um, you know, they would, they would <laughs> be able to use Petrie again on Sunday or something. And uh, yet, like, I, I think it was you, Ted, that was uh, checking out McHenry this fall. And uh, Petrie was more upper 80s, you know, scraping 90 here and there. Um, and if he's that type of guy to me with, that pitch ability that he already has and has shown and has shown that McHenry County too, um, then, I mean, that kind of changes his, his prospect status a little bit. I think like it kind of elevates him yeah. up to a, a different level. Yeah, he, he definitely competes. You know, I saw him this fall too, and he was uh, definitely a good competitor, tough kid. And, uh, you know, really uh, goes after hitters with his stuff. Yeah. Uh, MO yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another interesting guy on this list is from Heartland, uh, Jason Buell, lefty, you know, more like an 84, 85 type lefty, but boy, this kid can really pitch. I mean, he'll double up on changeups. He's got plus changeup, plus breaking ball. I mean, he really knows how to use his stuff, you know, and uh, you want a guy who could get outs. Um, this guy gets outs. I mean, like I said, he doesn't light up the gun, but, uh, you know, he was uh, super important in last year's uh, Heartland run, and he'll be the same way for Heartland this year in that run. And, you know, what is interesting about this list, uh, both position guys and, uh, you know, pitchers, is, you know, a lot of the quality teams have these guys. And, uh, you know, that's why they're, you know, strong teams year in and year out because they, you know, happen to get these good recruits. Anybody else on the list, Andy, that you want to talk about before we... Yeah, actually, I was just going to touch on um, another Parkland arm, Sebastian Gutierrez, um, yeah. freshman, another true freshman on this list. Not too many of them, but um, Sebastian Gutierrez definitely deserves to be kind of ranked among them. Um, just guided a really young, his high school, uh, Nazareth Academy, 
super young team, but really, really talented. And he was one of the few like impact seniors on the team at the time. Um, and he guided them to a state championship as their like go-to arm. Um, I think everybody, he, he was flying under the radar a little bit because everybody was um, there to see the, the young, like exciting talent in NAS. Like they have a ton of like D1 prospects out of high school. But um, Sebastian Gutierrez was somebody that continued to just show up in these big games and like ton of pitchability. And uh, he ticked up um, throughout the spring as well. And now he's, I think at Parkland at our scout day, he was sitting low 90s with three true pitches, um, really uh, good spin on each. I mean, the, they all kind of complement each other as well. It's a, it's a really nice changeup is kind of his go-to secondary. Um, but the breaking balls come along too. Uh, and he, if he's showing like better velo, like he has been already um, in a prototypical, like I said, pitcher frame. Um, yeah, again, like more boxes being checked there by Sebastian Gutierrez. And uh, he's somebody that I think as far as freshmen go, he should be on watch list for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely sounds like a, a real good quality uh, arm at Parkland again between him and pipes. I mean, and they got a couple other guys there that are pretty good, uh, Brian and stuff. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be a, a quality team this year to come to springtime. You know, there's a lot of other good lefties on this list too. Josh Dima from uh, Logan, uh, Jake Lynch from Lincoln Trail, Matt Porter from Lakeland. Um, you got uh, Cy Cox from Heartland, Jacob Frost, Wabash Valley. Uh, an interesting kid, Lucas Literal from uh, Ren Lake, a big, skinny, 6'7 lefty. You know, who throws up to 91, 92 and, you know, just kind of more a little rough around the edges. But, uh, you know, he could be a breakout guy come springtime. And then I mentioned Buell and then from Heartland and then Pillsbury from uh, Logan. So we got some left-handed pitching on here that's uh, pretty, pretty good quality and stuff. So should be good. And, and like, I mean, you could tell just from this list, which you could like I said, find on prepbaseballreport.com and uh, go over it yourself and have your thoughts on it. Uh, and, you know, it just is just going to be another quality year in Illinois for junior college. I mean, there's just so many good players, uh, uh, you know, and then the teams are so strong and, you know, there's so many good coaches with the good programs running that are, are, are top year in and year out. And so, you know, I think it's just going to be another exciting year. And uh, this list here, Illinois, is just uh, going to just tell you how good it's going to be. So sure. any any final thoughts, Andy? No. Yeah, excited. Like the, the JUCO season always sneaks up on you, um, you know, already November 9th here. So excited to see these guys uh, get to work and come out of the offseason strong because uh, it's going to be another really good year for junior college baseball in Illinois. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, junior college is a good way to go to be developed and, uh, you know, get to where you need to go for players to get to where they need to go to a four-year school. So another good stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us, Andy, today. Uh, and thank you, fans, for joining us today on the PBR JUCO Wire podcast, sponsored by Netting Professionals. I am Tad Slowick, along with Andy Soroka, signing off. Until next time, see you at the ballpark.